It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, David Harrison is out for this particular episode. Don't worry, he'll be back, boys and girls, on the next episode, and then we'll do a couple of episodes together. Um, Good to have you with us. As always, we're brought to you by rockauto.com. That's right, Rock Auto is your one-stop shop for everything you need to get for your car or truck. That's right, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, once again, you can follow David at dharrison82. You can follow me at russellmania621. You can listen to David on the Locked On Bucks podcast with James Yarko and as well, uh, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, of course, and as well read him, bucksnation.com. Dot com and listen to him here with us. Meanwhile, you can listen to me along with Pete Medhurst Monday through Friday on the flagship station for the Washington football team from 3 to 7 in the afternoons Eastern time uh, on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, which of course is worldwide, baby. You can listen to this podcast on the Odyssey app as well. Uh, also, you can follow the podcast at Locked WFT Pod at Locked WFT Pod. All right, so we're going to start out this episode with Ryan Kerrigan officially leaving the Washington football team and joining the Philadelphia Eagles. Coming up also in this episode, we will have some rookie mini camp observations and opinions and analysis of stuff we saw, but first on Ryan Kerrigan. Listen, when he said goodbye on Sunday night uh, via an Instagram post that thanked the Washington football fans and the Washington football team and uh, had a montage of, you know, his career here and some of the celebrations and him and Roger Goodell, uh, you knew that that was the end. You knew that he had chosen to go to a new home. We didn't know where as of late Sunday night, but... We found out quickly on Monday that it was the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we get into the fit for the Philadelphia Eagles, I wanted to go through some of Ryan's great times here and you know some of the really, really good stuff uh, that Ryan Kerrigan was all about. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, I realized that you know he was not a guy that was going to electrify you with speed and athletic ability and all sorts of counter moves. I understand there was some frustration with him that he was mostly just a strength and a bull rush type guy and fans wanted more. You know, like for a 16th overall pick though, in the 2011 draft, he came away with 95 and a half career sacks so far. 
And clearly, if he had played a full-time role this year, and if he had stayed healthy in 2019, the first time he actually missed games, maybe he would have over 100 sacks. Because as it was, he had five and a half in his first like eight games this year, seven games or whatever it was. And unfortunately for Ryan, did not have another one after the Cincinnati game, which was the week before Thanksgiving. And he didn't, over the final six games of the regular season and the playoff game, not only have a sack, uh, but he did not have a quarterback hit. So clearly... He would have had, you know, if he would have been able to stay healthy in 2019 and if he would have been able to finish stronger in 2020 after a torrid start, two sacks, uh, NFC Player of the Week against, ironically, the Philadelphia Eagles and their torn and tattered offensive line team that he's now joining, Kerrigan, again, could have had over 100 sacks in a Washington uniform. Nevertheless, 95 and a half sacks. He is the career sacks leader for whatever that's worth. I mean, it's worth a lot to some. It's not worth some to, it's not worth a lot to some. It just kind of depends on your perspective. I mean, I'm glad Ryan got it because at least that's one way he will be remembered. Um, You know, it's interesting because I covered Ryan from the time that he was before he was even a Washington football draft pick. I remember talking to him on the phone uh, from then Redskins Park in 2011 and early 2011 uh, in terms of, well, I should say early April of 2011, weeks before he became a member of the Washington football team. And, you know, thinking, oh, he's a nice, humble country boy, you know, just a good dude. He'd, you know, be a nice fit here in the culture that Mike Shanahan was trying to build. And sure, as you know what, Washington drafts him, but they draft him after trading out of the 10 spot and then bypassing J.J. Watt, who went a couple of picks later to the Houston Texans. Now, nobody thought and nobody knew that J.J. Watt would be as dominant as he turned out to be. Now, Of course, he was injured a lot, but nobody thought he would be that good, right? So you could say and you could argue that it was a mistake for the Washington then Redskins slash football team to bypass J.J. Watt for Ryan Kerrigan. Well, if you're going to argue that, then you have to also look at the multitude of teams. What was it, 12 teams, whatever it was, 11 teams that went before J.J. Watt and took all sorts of other players. I mean, I guess you can argue that Cam Newton, number one to the Carolina Panthers, and then Ron Rivera was not a mistake, right? Because Cam was so prolific for a long time with the Carolina Panthers that you'd probably take him over what J.J. Watt has done, right? Um, But the bottom line is... Washington had an opportunity to take J.J. Watt and trade it down from 10 through 16 because, again, nobody thought J.J. Watt was going to be what J.J. Watt turned out to be. So moving beyond that, Ryan Kerrigan goes at number 16 out of Purdue. He's a 4-3, hand-in-the-dirt defensive end uh, at Purdue, and immediately he's asked to convert to a 3-4 standing on the edge outside linebacker in Jim Hazlitt's defense that Mike Shanahan wanted to run. And 
right away, Ryan Kerrigan, um, in his first NFL game, jumps up, knocks up a pass from Eli Manning on the 10th anniversary of September 11th. Uh, and this date was September 11th, 2011 at FedEx Field, Giants, uh, then the Redskins. And Kerrigan bats it up in the air and picks it off and runs it back for a short touchdown. Pick six, uh, interception return, of course, for the touchdown in a Washington win against Eli Manning and the New York Giants. So that was a hell of a way to start his NFL career. Now, remind you, he was picked during a time where there was a lockout. So Kerrigan is picked in late April, early May, whenever the draft was that year. And he's not able to go to the facility until late July. And I remember meeting with him uh, at a hotel that he was staying at. And I can't remember uh, if, if I think other rookies were staying there or uh, guys were working out on their own and, and, and all this stuff. And I remember sitting down with Kerrigan for, you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it was, um, and just doing this long interview just about everything. And, um, you know, just thinking, uh, you know, this is pretty cool, right? I mean, I got a sit-down interview uh, with then this, you know, unknown, but this nice, humble young man that you know, baby face and first-round pick. And again, he was going to be a big part of the future. And he turned out to be a big part of the future. And Ryan Kerrigan had himself a heck of a career uh, and has had himself a heck of a career. Uh, Listen, they didn't win enough games, and there's no doubt about that. But that's not all because of Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, that's a lot of other reasons. I mean, you could argue that, hey, if Ryan Kerrigan would have been more explosive, more dominant, maybe they would have won more games. You could argue that. But there's... 50 other reasons why the Washington football team did not win more games than Ryan Kerrigan. And now he's off to Philadelphia. He had some great moments here. Uh, Again, the showstopper, heartbreak kid dance, um, you know, winning the division in 2012, being a big part of that defensive surge. The division again in 2015, he and Preston Smith off the edge. Uh, Earlier working with Brian Arakpo, re-signing on a long-term contract extension. Ryan Kerrigan, again, was more, more than you could have hoped for. He just wasn't enough to do it all by himself, nor should he have been. And that opens the door for him to go to Philadelphia now. And when we return, we'll talk about that impact Uh, Because I think that's an interesting fit. So we'll do that next right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Again, I'm Chris Russell flying solo. David Harrison back on the next episode of LOWFT. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here for Wealthfront. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower your taxes that you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. 
Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront slash locked on MLB. That's right, locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get started today. All right, and as we tell you about all the time, our friends at rockauto.com want you to know whether you have an old car, a new car, a foreign or domestic, you need a major part, a minor part, something vanity, whatever it might be, something like as simple as throw rugs, you can get it all at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is your one-stop shop, and you don't even have to go anywhere to shop. That's right, you can do it from your kitchen table, your recliner, your couch, you can do it from your bed if you want to. I mean, we don't need to know that, but you can do it. Whether you need, again, something for uh, a Fiat or a Kia or a Pacifica uh, or an XT5 or whatever car you have, whatever truck you have, rockauto.com is the place for you to go. They've been serving online auto parts customers for 20 years. They have everything you need Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, guys, we are back right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, let me go through this. Uh, talk to Adam Kaplan, NFL uh, Sirius XM, uh, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider. He was suggesting that Ryan Kerrigan could play strong side linebacker in the Philadelphia Eagles' new defense. Uh, remember, they uh, let go of Jim Schwartz, of course, changing of the guard, Doug Peterson out. Uh, and it looks like they're going to play a multiple fronts, little 4-3, little 3-4, kind of a mix. And Kerrigan could play, you know, defensive end in certain situations, maybe kicked inside, along with Fletcher Cox and the rest of uh, the troops that they have in Philadelphia. And they've got, you know, Javon Hargrave. They've got some talent, Derek Barnett. Um, so it looks like Kerrigan could play a variety of roles to get his snaps. So that's the good news. Uh, I guess Kerrigan, you know, kind of thought, well, you know, he might not have an absolute pure starting role somewhere, but he could get more snaps by being versatile and by playing a couple of different spots and positions in Philadelphia as the thought. Uh, now, supposedly the contract was for one year and uh, up to like three and a half million dollars or something like that. So we don't know the base. We don't know the signing bonus, all of that. Uh, but it certainly seems like, 
you know, at, at least a, a, a decent deal for Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, and the bottom line is, is, again, if he can play 600, 700 snaps and get back to double digits in terms of sacks, maybe he cashes out and goes somewhere else, right? Maybe the market is different next year than it was this year. We've talked about that. Uh, as far as Ryan Kerrigan going to Philadelphia to play for revenge, uh, listen, I, I mean, I think he, he was annoyed that Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio didn't seem to really love him and want to make him a big part of it uh, and all that. He, he wanted to play more. He allegedly asked for a trade. He awkwardly denied it uh, at the trade deadline or after the trade deadline when he didn't get traded. Um, you know, whatever happened is whatever happened. The bottom line is this, uh, Ryan Kerrigan was always a guy that you could count on to be the ultimate team guy. And because he was a little bit annoyed at the situation and because he wanted to start, doesn't make him a bad guy, right? I mean, Washington just fell into, I don't want to say dumb luck, but they had a terrible year. They had the number two overall pick and Chase Young was staring right down the gun barrel. Nobody thought Justin Herbert was going to be that good. Uh, I, you know, I would have gone crazy if they would have drafted Tua Tonga Viola or Justin Herbert. I, I just, I just would have. To me, Chase Young was easily the decision. They made the right one. Just because cost Ryan Kerrigan essentially his starting job doesn't mean it was a bad decision. As a matter of fact, I think it was a good decision. And I love Ryan. And nobody's saying that Ryan doesn't deserve to start. But Chase Young was the right decision. The year before that, they picked up Montez Sweat. That was because they bungled the whole uh, Dwayne Haskins situation, right? We know what that cost. So, you know, look, there, there just wasn't naturally room and a spot for Ryan Kerrigan to start. And I know that was annoying, and I know that was frustrating to him. And that's okay. That's okay. So maybe he goes to Philadelphia, and he says, Uh-huh, I'll show you something. I'll prove that I was right, and you guys were wrong. And maybe he comes back, and he sacks Ryan Fitzpatrick on January the 2nd, or December 19th, when the two teams first meet up. You know, who knows what the NFL landscape might be? Who knows what it might be for Ryan Kerrigan then? I mean, hopefully he stays healthy. He's only missed, again, four games in his career. So he should, hopefully, by track record, stay healthy. I, I, you know, and, um, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see him back. Texted with him a little bit on, uh, on Monday, uh, wishing him well. And, and, you know, I think we'll get a chance to talk to him at some point this week. Uh, and Ryan Kerrigan is just one of those good people. He did a lot of great things for charity. Just because he's going to the Philadelphia Eagles does not mean that we can't appreciate everything about Ryan Kerrigan. Just because they didn't win enough doesn't mean we can't appreciate everything about Ryan Kerrigan. He did it the right way. It's not his fault that they were such a dysfunctional organization. As a matter of fact, he deserves credit for wanting to stay here. And signing a long-term contract extension, of which he played all out, you know? Would you have rather have Trent Williams and the way his tenure ended here? Or would you rather have had Ryan Kerrigan? I'd rather have had Ryan Kerrigan. Quentin Dunbar or Ryan Kerrigan and the way his tenure ended here? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I think that's an easy answer. All right, so good luck to Ryan Kerrigan. Obviously, David and I will talk a little bit about that when we get back together on the next episode uh, and more. So much from Rookie Minicamp. We'll go over that next. A couple of notes that I wanted to share with you guys because I was at both practice sessions. So we will do that next right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. All right, guys, you know the basketball playoffs, the Hockey playoffs, they're already underway. Basketball, the play-in games, the playoffs this weekend, it is on. And there's only one spot to go, and that's betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and information for all of your favorite sports leagues. And before the next pitch, we invite you to head over to BetOnline on your mobile or laptop devices and check out all of the great information, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. That's the promo code Locked On at BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, how many times do we tell you guys about Built Bar, right? Well, we're going to tell you again. Whether you have the Built Bar original delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor, whatever you have, you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. In case you don't know, some of the originals that are still hanging around, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, that's my favorite, double chocolate, salted caramel, there's something for everyone. Plus, you have the limited time flavors, such unique varieties and different different tastes. Uh, David told you about the jalapeno one, uh, that it was his mother-in-law's. To each his own, I would just stick with my favorite, peanut butter brownie. That's good enough for me. I love peanut butter, chocolate, and brownie. Who doesn't? So, if you haven't tried all the flavors, maybe you can get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. This way you can see what exactly you like. And all the built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein, and good for you. Covered 100% in chocolate. So order today. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell with this. A couple of observations from rookie minicamp. Samus Reyes, the Chilean-born tight end, uh, he had you know an up-and-down week. I mean, he had a couple, a couple of really nice catches, one tumbling out of bounds uh, on a ball that was thrown over his shoulder. You could see the athleticism and the talent and the skill, but then he had an easy drop on a t- completely uncontested catch. Uh, and on top of that, on Saturday, uh, he didn't run out a route fully on a ball that was overthrown. And he probably wouldn't have been able to get there, but his position coach, Pete Hainer, was screaming at him to run out the route fully. Because you never know, right? You might draw defensive pass interference. 
You never know. Ball might bounce up in the air and you might be in a position if you're running hard and if you're not giving up. You know, the one thing that I would say is Samus Reyes, you know, if he's going to make this team, it's going to be as an athlete. It's going to be as a pass catcher. So he's got to be certainly more consistent in that regard. We told you about the drop. We told you about shortening up the route, all that stuff. Uh, But listen, let's not go crazy here. It was against air. It was rookie minicamp. Let's see how he develops starting next week. They started phase two of the offseason program uh, off-field work this week. They'll have OTAs next week uh, in which we'll be able to see the full team or whoever shows up. I guess there was you know, like 80% or roughly more uh, of that uh, in terms of the player load on Monday at Washington Football Team Inova Sports Performance Center. Uh, and all of the players had con- conveyed to Ron Rivera that weren't going to be there where they would be or when they would be, according to Nick Javala of the Washington Post. So good for them. Uh, congratulations. Um, yeah, it, it's not that big of a deal, uh, but I guess it's notable. Um, the other things that stood out to me, and again, it, it was so hard to get any sort of gauge because they're just essentially working in individual groups because they couldn't run seven on seven. They couldn't run nine on nine. They couldn't run 11 on 11. They couldn't run anything because the tryout players had come back, tested positive, so on and so forth. So there were 16 players in total, both days. And you could certainly see Diami Brown with some skill, right? You could see, now he did have one drop, that's fine, but he caught everything else that I saw. And you could definitely see he's got some slickness to him, right? Uh, And he should be a really good part of this football team. He should be, if he can stay healthy. The other thing is John Bates, tight end, fourth round Boise State. He looked impressive. He caught just about everything, if not everything thrown at him, everything that we saw. Uh, So John Bates is going to be an interesting factor. I I ultimately think the three tight ends will be Bates, certainly, Logan Thomas, certainly, and then Samus Reyes. So we will see what happens at the end of August and into September. I I don't know if, if Tyron swoops or the other tight end is going to be good enough to outlast those three guys. Uh, Jordan Taumu uh, played quarterback. Eh, He had a live arm, looked all right, made some interesting throws on Friday, got away with some stuff, obviously, again, throwing on air. Uh, But he spent last year with Kansas City. Maybe they'll take a further look at him. We will see. And... You know, just really kind of getting to see the coaching staff working individually and doing the best they could in the awkward circumstance to get these guys some extra drills, some extra reps, more technique work, more fundamentals. That's what it was all about. And now they continue to refine and we'll see what happens when they all get out on the field. Again, impossible to really get a full idea of what these players are about when they're playing against air. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Again, David Harrison will be back on the next episode. Thank you for being with us. Uh, It is very late on a Tuesday morning as I record this. 
Uh, so I apologize for the um, lack of me ranting and raving, but um, you know it was kind of a tough day to be honest with you to see Ryan Kerrigan uh, leave and, and and go to Philadelphia, but realizing that I'm happy for he and his family because uh, Ryan tried to do everything. Uh, the right way. But I appreciate you guys being with us. David and I will be back together again. Until then, thanks for subscribing, rating, downloading, sharing, and being a part of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.